Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi everyone, it's Natalie Jean, it's Natalie Jean, and today on Chatting with Nat, we have the honor of having once again, multi-award-winning virtuoso Sofia Agranovich. Described by Fanfare Magazine as bold, daring pianist in the tradition of the Golden Age Romantics and praised by the American Record Guide for her magnificent shading and superior musicianship, Sofia Agranovich is a multi-award-winning virtuoso pianist, recording artist, and educator. She is a Steinway artist and holds a bachelor and master degree from the Juilliard School, where she taught piano as a teaching fellow. She continued her doctoral studies at Columbia University. Her live performance and discography have won international awards and raved critical acclaim. A Grammy-balanced artist, she is concertizing at major venues worldwide and collaborating with renowned musicians and members of major orchestras. Her recordings and live concerts are broadcast on major stations worldwide. She is a NARIS voting member, program chair of Music Educators Association of NJ, and is the director of classical music series at the Watch Young Arts Center. And may I add that she's one of my uncle's favorite artists. So let's give her a round of applause. I I can't hear anything. You can't hear. Can you hear me? Um, you were breaking up a little bit. Now I can hear you. Okay, that's because the phone rang and it rings on my computer. I gotta fix that. Anyway, how are you? Oh, I'm great. Um, I mean, considering all the circumstances uh, in the world and personal, you know, very very good and happy that the summer went very well and it's still warm but it's not too hot <laughs> a lot of new projects and we're chatting again we had a lot of fun last time so i'm really looking forward to that and thank you for inviting me again um and thank you for this marvelous introduction <laughs> um so thanks a lot for everything and let's talk <laughs> yeah so Obviously, since uh, the last time we chatted, I mean, we still were in the, the midst of COVID, whatever, pandemic, lockdown, all that junk. <laughs> um, but a lot has happened since then. You know, we've been through, uh, we've been through, we've been through so much more. You know, between COVID had some babies, the continuation of pandemic. You know, George Floyd, the elections, Roe versus Wade, tsunamis, earthquakes, assassinations, um, the Ukraine war with Russia, which is totally just disgusting. The, the things that have come out of that are just, I, I just can't. Um, and then we have polio, we have monkeypox, we have a new virus. In, um, Excuse me. We have a new virus in, in another place as well. Oh, my God, I can't. 
so since all that stuff has happened, has anything changed for you in regards to the way that you create music? And the reason that I, that, you know, obviously, you know, when we were locked down, there was a lot of introspection um, time that we, we all had. You know, we had to think about our lives. We had to think about our family. We had to think about, you know, how the world was moving. I know for myself, I had to pinch myself to see um, if I was still, we were still living in the 21st century with everything that was going on. So since the last time I spoke, when you're, when you think about creating music now, have you changed your mindset of how you're going to create the music and what you're going to create, like the topics? Obviously, you're, you're a pianist, but obviously, instrumental mu- moves people just like music with lyrics in it. I know your music is extraordinary because you're that damn good. Um, so has anything changed? What has happened to you since all of this has happened? Um it's hard to recount what happened because it had been almost a year since we yeah. talked last. Yeah. Um, musical ac- accomplishments, um, I mean, everything is relative, but I did release uh, the new CD, new album, right. list all list album, which has very, very hard pieces, musically and technically. So I'm very satisfied with what I did. Of course, it's not... <laughs> Nothing is perfect, and um, but rel- again, everything is relative too. So I think for me personally, it was a big achievement. So I'm happy with what I did. Um, and also, I started looking at possibilities of um, outside um, classical music a little bit like more creative because actually I used to compose a lot when I was little and I was playing and improvising in styles of every possible composer even wrote it down but then I said oh forget about it I will never be as good as Bach or Chopin and it's impossible and I stopped I concentrated on performance Mm. Um, but lately what happened it was a very interesting project I was invited um, to record some Mozart for um, that project Arise Together which you're part of too for that uh, charitable organization which benefits uh, kids with disabilities all over the world. And it was very close to my heart because I have a personal attachment to it. Uh, I'm not going to mention why here. Uh, They asked me to record some kind of Mozart symphony. And I said, um, like little part of Mozart symphony. I said, why should we do symphony when he has so much piano music, which doesn't have to be arranged and it's perfect because Mozart music is very close to perfection Mm -hmm. according to most of the people. <laughs> so I suggested this um, Turkish march from, it's a, um, actually a movement from Sonata in A major for piano uh, because it's very popular, it's very kid-friendly, uh, uh, and it lifted my own mood when I was listening to it. <laughs> so I said, okay, let's record this. And um, I never played it in public, but I teach a lot, so I kind of can play it. Uh, so I suggested that. And then we said, what to do with this? Uh, maybe do some improvisation, make it a little bit more interesting. Mm. Um, so I I was I had like a call with uh, Kevin Mackey and Rupam Sarma, 
Mm. And say, okay, let's think about some very nice introduction. And I'm, I'm learning a lot of Mendelssohn right now because I was obsessed with him actually during this past year. That's another okay. thing. I never played Mendelssohn as much as I did. Um, mm. it, it's very, because it's very soulful, very unpretentious music. And it is very difficult technically, although it's not as obvious as in Liszt. But it's the, his melodies just appeal to me. All because whatever he, whatever little piece or big piece, it's always full of this melodies that just sprung from nature, from soul, um, like Schubert in a way. Like Schubert is also a very melodic composer. Anyway, so I was playing this, um, learning a completely new piece, which I heard a couple of times, and I said, "Oh my God, this introduction! It's an A minor, and..." This Turkish march is an A minor, A major. It would fit perfectly, and it's contrasting mood, and it just flows. So I played for myself one after another, and I said, this will go. And I loved it because um, when you improvise or arrange or something, you, it's, it's very free. You can do anything you want, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, it just fits. Nobody can judge because it's not a, it shouldn't be exactly like composer wrote. So I suggested it to Kevin and Rupam, and I, I actually played um, how it sounds, everything, and they just loved it. So uh, I recorded it professionally with my recording engineer, both, and sent them the track. And then, you know, they started working, Rupam basically started working on arranging with different instruments, and we didn't know what to do because we didn't want to do it exactly like everybody else, and there are Right. So many arrangements, beautiful arrangements, but it's all in classical or jazz or, or pop a little bit mode and even orchestra. So I was thinking, you know what, let's do it with some folk instruments, maybe some Eastern mm. instruments, some Indian, Turkish instruments. <laughs> so Rupam like totally, imp- and it was good because it, it's, it's a fresh music and when you hear it for the first time, uh, right. we're not we're not bounded by uh, by restrictions, by any restrictions. So when he sent me the first take, just like a couple of instruments, I was <laughs> I had to sit down to listen to it. It was so unusual and it just mm. so beautiful, just the concept of it, because it was very improvisatory. It was very much in romantic, like Chopin Liszt style, which right. I love so much. And I just, you know, fell in love with the music of Mendelssohn all over again, just because of this, because it uncovers hidden potential. Because it's typically European classical music in a romantic. But when you hear all these overtones and all this improvisation with Sidger and everything, it's amazing what this music holds. And I got so said, you know what, if nobody would like it and my, my classical friends would be shocked, I, mm-hmm. I just do it. For fun, because it right. really, really helped with everything that was going on in life. Um, so, uh, to make the very long story, <laughs> long story, but starting from May, I was working on it so intensely, more than on my own programs, more than with my students, <laughs> because, I, you know, it was so interesting. Finally, you know, we came with arrangement, and it was polished up forever, and then he got this singer, which I never heard about, and she sang mm-hmm. in the operatic voice, beautiful oh. voice. I never saw her. I didn't know. It's Tamra Garrett, 
and we started arranging that voice, you know, fitting it into Mozart. And to my taste, it was very interesting because it was with operatic overtones, but there was a certain sweetness and purity in her voice, you know, mm. like very natural. So I think whatever, and it, then we didn't know how to call this. So I suggested a couple of titles, and we decided to call it Peace and Joy, because Peace, it's introduction mm-hmm. by Mendelssohn, right. and Joy is the, uh, it's almost like Beethoven Ninth Symphony, that's the feeling you get if you play uh, Turkish March with all the instruments, almost the same feeling, very interesting. Um, so that's how this was born, and um, it's, it will be part, it will be one of the tracks, track number 18, which is a bonus track on the child, uh, children's album, Arise Together okay. for that project. And then I'm releasing it as a single as well. So that's what changed in the whole, it, uh, we can talk forever about it, but that's what changed in my creativity and perception mm-hmm. since we spoke. Yeah, I, so, think that, uh, I think that's fantastic. I always tell artists, any type of artist, that, you know, it's always great that you create in the genre that you already do because you're very good at it but it's also great to expand on that catalog and do something that may shock that may intrigue the listener because they're going to say oh that's not what Sophia normally does but I like this this is very interesting you know music evolves it has to evolve over time now you mentioned something before you started telling the story about the song that you don't think you'll ever be as good as Chopin and those people. Why would you say that? Because you're equally as good to me. To me. I, I, I mean, I've Thank seen you, you live. Much. I've seen you live at the Carnegie Hall. I mean, you're, you're that <laughs> damn, I mean, you're that damn good. There's just, there's just, uh, there's no, for me, there's nobody like you out there. Oh, um, thank you very much. <laughs> you're very, very sweet, Natalie. And I, I really appreciate your compliment. Uh, I'm not talking about performance itself, like we have very brilliant, like my, my right. idols are, of course, Evgeny Kissin, Marta Argerich, and all this, like old school, my teachers, and some very, very young, young performers who are brilliant. I'm not talking about the performance and interpretation. I'm talking about composition itself. Uh, because there are a lot of, yeah, a lot of modern composers, yeah. I'm talking about so, I'm talking about the overall package, the overall Sophia package for me, your, your, your composing, your performance, everything about you is extraordinary. So for me, you are already at that level that you, yeah, you might be even better than them. Um, thank you very much. I, maybe everything in life is possible if you, you know, if you have some talent and work really hard, but I just decided not to go by that path because, you know, right. if I would repeat, I can repeat their style. I can improvise in their right. style very right. easily in everybody, but you have to be unique. Right. And, right. and I wanted to change, but, um, right now, you know, to tell you the truth, the class in classical compositions, uh, you have to insert like dissonances, be, being um, doing something new, and some they're brilliant composers which I love currently, modern composers. But Whoa. sometimes some of some of the other composers they insert stuff, you know, like uh, popular artists. They just mm-hmm. do something to to chuck, but they doesn't mean anything. It's all technical. Right. It's right. computer, right. almost computer. So I could not do that. And and to be unique and develop your own style, it develops, it becomes, I, I should have, 
you know, you have to study completely along completely different lines. I just thought I don't have that talent. I just thought, um, you know, I could have tried, but you can try only so much in life. You know, I had another career. I had programming career for 23 years. You know, this, it's, it's only so much time you can do stuff. So I decided to, to concentrate more on performance. I, I thought maybe it was a mistake because I did take composition classes with great David Diamond, great American composer. Yeah. And he was, he, right, he, he, he liked me. <laughs> He liked what I did a lot. He even gave me very, very good recommendation. Mm. But um, for my performance, yeah. Um, but I thought it's not for me. I, I wouldn't be able to do it uh, just uh, for many reasons, for many reasons. It's hard to be a composer, um, yeah. especially classical composer. So right now I'm thinking, you know what? I don't have anything to lose. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should try, maybe this arrangement, maybe I should try arranging because um, it's almost like composing and just do it for myself. I don't have to sell it. I don't have to put it for Grammy nomination. I don't have to, do, you know, just do it because I found so much. It was so much fun to do. I just like, it's, it's so creative and I should, you know, we shouldn't worry for uh, criticism. I'm not in jewelry. I don't have to, to, to play it for exams. It's so good. So maybe some new, new avenue now opening up. I, I'm really excited about the whole thing. I'm excited too. I, I love artists that decide to branch out and do something new and exciting. I mean, I love that. That's, that's what, what creativity is all about. You know, some people are afraid to, you know, put their toe in, in the waters of something new because they like the familiarity of the things that they already do. But I love artists that just decide, okay, I'm going to try this, you know, I'm going to do it for myself. And if everybody likes it, that's fine. If they don't, that's okay, because I'm, I'm doing it for me. I just want to try something new. Um, so you just released your 10th album. Let me see if I want to say this right. 10th classical full length album with <laughs> conventional, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not my composition, just to make clear, yeah. Fren, Fren, Litz, Rhapsodies, Etudes, and Transcriptions. Did I say that right? Etudes, yeah, etudes. etudes. It, yeah, it's fine. Everybody, yeah. I speak yeah, with everything, so <laughs> it's okay. I say it like in the French, because in, in, in French it would be etudes. Etudes, yeah. In Russian etudes. we also say etudes. Etudes. All yeah. right. Now, why did you decide to release this album? Uh, what, which pieces? No, the entire album. Why did you decide to release it? Why? Why? Oh, this is my favorite composer. Yeah, it's very interesting. I, I have a lot of favorite composers. Actually, <laughs> wherever I play becomes favorite eventually because you discover so much stuff. Right. But um, I, I used to play a lot of when I was um, like in school and I, I used to play all these hard pieces by list just because everybody thought it's hard. But for me, it's just like kind of easy and it was very athletic. So at the same time, I was exercising. <laughs> I didn't lose any time. I like to multitask even now <laughs> with stuff. Um, and I, I have very deep affinity towards um, like Liz Beethoven, Chopin, Brahms, now Mendelssohn, like certain composers. And um, I just noticed like in all my concerts since, since I was, when I started, I, I learned this Unso Spiro when I was 11, his, one of his etudes. And it, it, it just was so easy. So I played it in concert, and then I played some piece by, by Chopin, which I loved. 
and everybody liked list four. And I said, why? It's, you know, like Chopin goes more to heart. But I don't know. When I play list, it just like um, maybe I express it better towards mm. people. Uh, okay. And maybe the music, because it's maybe it's more natural because it comes so easy, although it's hard technically for. So I decided. So and then I didn't know uh, because the repertoire is so huge. So I decided to concentrate just on like maybe a couple of areas. Like what is the list is known for his piano music. His everybody okay. knows. So in piano music, what it is, it's etudes because everybody knows he was like one of the best. Um, pianist in the world probably even of all the time so mm. I concentrated on etudes and I decided to do transcendental etudes which are the hardest um, and Mazepa, Mazepa considered to be one of the hardest of the transcendental etudes but it was very popular um, in um, in Ukraine and Russia and in, in Europe because it's a legend from um, from a long time ago and on the radio I always heard Mazepa in all kinds of when I was a child. They played it all the time. So I just knew it instinctively and it, it came easily. So I also started learning it like when I was a teenager. Um, so it was easy thing because I knew it. Uh, record dance I never played. And it's very rarely performed. It's another um, transcendental etude. <laughs> now I'm saying it in French, Russian manner or Ukrainian. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's very beautiful. It's so mm. beautiful. And I decided, oh, my God, I have to learn it. So okay. it was perfect for CD because they are con contrasting with Mazepa. Then I said, okay, let's do transcription because Liszt transcribed over 700 compositions of other composers. This, mm -hmm. In this way, he promoted their music. He, for example, he transcribed, all, uh, he transcribed symphonies by Beethoven. Um, and... Schubert, Franz Schubert, great composer, was one of his favorites. He has special affinity for him. And Schubert was very complete opposite in, in music and character to Liszt. He was introvert. He was just thinking about music. He didn't think of playing in concert. He wasn't virtuoso right. pianist at all. And a lot of his music was getting lost because he was writing music like in, in, in taverns, in, in coffee mm. shops, you know. So Liszt started transcribing beautiful Schubert songs, which he wrote 600 songs for wow. voice. Like, it's unbelievable. In his short time, I think he died when he was only 38, Schubert. So Liszt transcribed over 50 uh, Schubert songs, and he loved them so much, he played them in his own concerts and as encores. And I never played those, but I always heard them on the radio. And uh, right. I decided, so I started picking, and it was such a hard task, because I said, okay, Serenade, you know, Stanken, um, everybody knows, and it's so beautiful. Yeah. I don't care if everybody says everybody plays it. I just like it. I'm going to learn it. That's it. <laughs> uh, and I don't care if they compare my interpretations with all the great musicians, because all the great musicians love to play this, right? I, I don't care. I want to do it. Uh, so, I, so, so what would be the contrast, or oh, the best would be the uh, Elf King, the Earl Koenig. You know, mm -hmm. it's very popular. It's very intense. And I started practicing it and said, oh, my God, this is hard. Uh, and then I started reading when I was writing my notes, because I do write my notes for CDs okay. for each single album. I started doing research and said, oh, it is considered to be very hard. <laughs> so, um, and I love it. It's, again, it's a contrasting. 
two pieces. So okay. it was perfect. It was two fetches, two of this. And I said, okay, let's do Hungarian because I know almost all Hungarian rhapsodies. I just love them. So I picked up two contrasting Hungarian rhapsodies. Okay. Number six, which is extremely extroverted, virtuosic, and, and then the other one, which is not uh, rarely played, very romantic. So that, that's the story. I know it's I long, but it's actually longer than I said. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I'm going to play the niche Hungarian Rhapsody number six and D flat major. I love the way you write all that. Let me play it. Here we go. Thank you. 
Magnificent. Magnificent. I mean, I don't know, Sophia. <laughs> um, That's great for you. I, 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 you know, I don't believe anything is perfect, but I think you come close to perfection. I know you, 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 you know, I, when I listen to you play, I mean, it's like the, it's like the heavens have opened up and I mean, you're, you, you, you give me goosebumps. So, uh, I mean, I don't even know what to say. It's just, I mean, it's fantastic. You, oh, you Thank amazing. you so much. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it, it's you know what it's you because I pick up pieces that uh, people usually like. I know what would resonate right. with um, and 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 I love those. I always play what I love right now because I have the luxury to do that. Again, right. I don't, you know, I'm my own artist and I don't have to to go for exams and I choose my own right. repertoire even if somebody wouldn't. So. I just enjoy what I play, and uh, it's a lot of a lot of hard work, but um, it's it's fun, and I, I'm very happy that you like it, and thank you very much, of course. I mean, come on, I mean, you're Sophia. <laughs> Who's not going to love Sophia? Um, so I'm going to play the next piece, which is Schubert Least Stenchen, or you know, I'm a Stenchen, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a, that's the famous that's this famous serenade that everybody loves. And okay. Yeah, my mom used to sing it all the time when I was little, so it's it has a special you know special meaning to me. All right, that's why. Here we go. Thank you. 
another wow moment. That's all I can say is wow. I mean, you, uh, it's, um, there are no words for you and what you do when you play. It's just, it's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing piece of work. That's uh, you know, it's it's so popular and everybody seems to know it. But every time I listen to it, uh, it's you discover something new, and I never get bored when I listen to it. It's it's almost like a magical piece of music. Yeah, but and it's it mesmerizes also, you, right? Yeah, but it's also the person. It's also the person playing it. Not see the thing is. With you, what I find is that your soul, whether you've written the piece or not or whatever, your soul is in the music, your whole body. You embody the, the composition. Not everybody can do that. They just can't. And when I listen to you play, you can tell that your soul is in it, that you have a love for this music, that you have passion. And, and for me, this was missing in the world today. It's like a lot of artists, you know, they just make music. Just uh, they want to be famous and stuff like that. But you, you are, you are your music. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, when, you know, obviously it's, it's um, Grammy time and stuff like that. When I listen to people's music, I try to see that that person in their music. Did did I get them? Did I understand who they are as artists? And whenever I listen to you, it, it, this is, you were made to do this. You know, you're just made to do this. And um, it's just, it's always my honor to be able to listen to you play because it's just, it's, it's outstanding. There's no other word but outstanding for you. Oh, thank you so much. I, I still think it's, it's due to the pieces that, uh, you know, I, I do love the pieces that I play. Yeah. yeah and also, crazy. you know, I, I, you notice it, yeah. I do play. I, I do feel like I'm kind of dancing when I when I play inside and move with the whole. It comes natural, and it's good that it's uh, projected in the music. It's very interesting, very very good. And uh, you know, you're yourself a good artist, and you're very sensitive. So you see, you see yeah. a lot of stuff. But um, yeah, your opinion is is uh, very valuable. So thank you very much. Yeah, but the thing is, anybody can play, okay, music, but can they embody what they're playing? That's what I'm saying. Not everybody can do that, and you just do it perfectly. I love it. Love, 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 love. <laughs> that's all I can say is love, love, love. Yeah, you know what? That's exactly what this music, what I just played, should embody. So you got it. Love. <laughs> the serenade, yeah. It's, it's a love song. Well, 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 Sophia, thank you so much for being on Chatting with Nat. I mean, I always enjoy you having you on the show because I get to hear you play. And, it's, you know, and then I'm honored that I got to see you play live at Carnegie Hall. I mean, you are a, you are a force to be reckoned with. I mean, you're just you're exquisite. You're talented. You're a lovely human being. Um, I'm in awe of your talents. That's all I can say. <laughs> I'm in awe. Oh, God. Thank you. I, I don't even know what to <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. And thank you very much for having me on your show again. And I, I'm very happy that you enjoy my music. And whenever I hear some 
um, feedback like this, it makes me want to play even more. So that's what counts. So now I have to go and learn those pieces again <laughs> that I have to do for my next concert. <laughs> that's right. You do it. If you don't do it for yourself, do it for me. <laughs> I will I mean, remember don't. that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Do it for the rest of the world because let me tell you, they're going to love everything that you do. I don't see how they couldn't. Yeah, thank you very much. It's, uh, you know, in these hard times and everything, that music was an art, what keeps us going. And uh, right. it really does keep me going. And I'm ha happy that uh, you and mm -hmm. others responding. And, uh, you know, it's just great. Thank you very much again. You're welcome. All right, everybody. That was Sofia Granovich. She is amazing. You all know she's amazing because you just heard her. Now she's all over the Internet. She has a Wikipedia page. She's on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, two Facebook pages, Twitter, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, Amazon. And if you can't remember all of that, all you have to do is Google her. And let me tell you, when you listen to her, you are going to be so in love and love and love. Until next time on Chatting with Matt. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.